Welcome to The Advertising Show, America's only radio program focusing on advertising, media, marketing, product development, branding, new media, sales and customer relations. Stay with us for entertaining marketing discussion and our special guest interview. Now, here are your hosts, Ray Shillins and Brad Forsyth. Well, it's great to be back with you all here at the Advertising Show, being brought to you by Advertising Age magazine. Visit online at adage.com. The Advertising Show, a big radio midgets production with Ray Shillins and Brad Forsyth. And a very special guest out of Northern California this weekend. His name is Matt Weinstein, author of Gently Down the Street, Four Unforgettable Keys to Success. And uh, he's a, uh, a real interesting guy. We look forward to chatting with him, and we'll have him on for about a few segments here. We've got uh, Patrick Meyer coming up here in uh, just a few moments on the advertising show. And uh, this is called X Marks the Spots, as it's good to be targeted in your advertising, of course. A little bit later on this hour, it's our sales trainer, Jeffrey Gittimer. No risk, no nothing. Okay, that means you got to take a chance every now and then. Make it a smart chance, you might fail. Whoops, that's the way mm. it goes. <laughs> so we're coming off the uh, the Super Bowl weekend, Brad. Yeah. And uh, it was interesting to see all the stuff on the Super Bowl. This was a game, and I don't even like football, okay? Mm. But this is a game that was actually worth watching, and it was just as good as the commercials, if you know what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. All right, what do you think? Well... Yeah, you know, I've I've heard some older demos out there that have, you know, feeling much older today now that they were on the other side of the Super Bowl because they didn't get a lot of the commercials, unfortunately. I, I see what they're doing. They're appealing to the young young uh, sure. folks that have been, you know, brought up on computer games. So you, we saw a little more violence, I think, than uh, humor yet, humorous yeah. violence. Uh, but, you know, I thought it was uh, interesting with that. You know, there was the there's the bid. There's been a big black uh, backlash uh, on the Snickers uh, spots. Have you heard about this? That's right. They pulled them. Well, yeah, they they pulled them. They they were uh, dubbed uh, broke back uh, Snickers spot online. <laughs> but, uh, you know, anyone that saw the Super Bowl, and by the way, we didn't talk about the Super Bowl last weekend because we've already done all that for the last five years. So we waited till this week to to chat a little bit about it. But uh, apparently, uh, yeah, they pulled the Super Bowl spot because uh, apparently the, uh, you know, there's an organization out there. Uh, they're not going to get a plug with, with us because they didn't pay us. But it's a, an organization that involved gay, lesbian, bisexual, and transgender uh, civil rights, which I guess covers not you and me. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and they uh, raised hell about this because they felt that it was offensive or and or homophobic. And frankly, I thought it was humorous. But I, I understand right. their point, I suppose. But I think what people don't realize is that there was uh, uh, some people, consumers, went online and created some new endings to the Snicker spot and posted them online and that's what happens when right. uh, consumers today in 2007 get older your commercial and decide to change the ending and if you want to see what those are i guess you'll have to go online but uh, <laughs> i thought that i thought the snicker spot was one of the more outstanding spots right, i didn't right. i didn't think anything uh, unusual about that well i think that this year's bud bowl uh, was pretty good, as a matter yeah. of fact. Even the performance by Prince was good. But uh, I, I think special. there was some question as to whether Bud overdid it this year in terms of, I mean, they had some great spots. There's no question about that. But it, like, could have, they have run two less and <laughs> still gotten the same mileage? We just saved them over $5 million. Had I they just done. see the guy in the, the CEO's office. Come on, man, we're going to produce all of these. We can use them. <laughs> yeah, we're going to exactly. use them all year long. <laughs> I know it's costing about $58 million bucks, but, you know, come on. Yeah. I mean, yeah. it's only it's only a once-in-a-lifetime chance, so yeah. that's well, cool. 
You know, it was weird, I thought, Ray, uh, and you and I have talked about this. Last year, I think it was last year, we had a creative director on that was doing the... Uh, Cadillac commercials. Oh, Cadillac, yeah, that's yeah. right. Yeah, and uh, he, he was exactly former, and uh, he was uh, talking about how you had to render the spots in HD and so forth. And I was surprised that there were a lot of spots that weren't in HD, and the fact that it's right. only about a ten to fifteen percent bump on production. Uh, why a company would spend the kind of money they would on a Super Bowl spot and with all the people viewing likely mm-hmm. in HD, m- many more than, you know, under normal conditions, why you wouldn't make sure your spot was in HD as well. And, I, and the same logic, so. it falls short with uh, outdoor advertising where you spend big bucks on the location and, mm-hmm. uh, and the creative maybe. Well, maybe not the creative. And then it falls short at the very end for right. uh, for uh, executing a real memorable kind of an ad. So that's a, that's a good point. Have we got uh, Patrick here. This time is flying here on the advertising show. It's Ray Shillings and Brad Forsyth. Welcome to Understanding the Future Now. It's the Marketing Insider featuring Patrick Meyer. There's this amazing phenomenon going on in client land. It's a big black X stamped on the forehead of chief marketing officers and smart marketers that work for them. It's something I'm seeing that I'm propagating and all of us that now have believed for years. It's experiential marketing. But no, not as you know it. Most people think experiential is doing cool events. Now, experiential marketing is putting a bit of experience into every marketing element. Before I go any further, let me tell you, this freaks out your CFO. The idea of trying to create an experience every place the brand is can be more expensive because it takes more time and more effort, more agency effort, but it's where you need to be. So as soon as you hear experiential marketing, think, do less better, but do it with impact. Here's a new way to think about your marketing components by putting big X into each one of them, making them more experiential. If you're doing TV, make sure that you've got SMS, website, digital crawl, something to get the consumer involved. Going after reach and frequency and eyeballs is outdated, doesn't work. Involve them in a different way. Be more innovative with your media and TV. In radio, how do you get people as they're driving along, to call with their cell phone to get information or do something that will take action and have an experience coming back to them. Next place, print. How do you bring more dimension, more involvement through innovation and creativity to your print? Your brand package, if you have one, however your packages are served up, how do you reinvent that experience to make it more fun? thinking about ways to make your brand more alive, more experiential. Another way is to let consumers customize your product. Big theme for marketers and advertisers should be my product. How can I customize it? Can I pick out different versions to take home? How can I make my own product? How can it become mine? I'm Patrick Meyer, and remember, the marketing revolution is now. You've been listening to The Marketing Insider, heard every week here on The Advertising Show. Join us next week for more insight into the future of marketing. It's Ray Shellens along with Brad Forsyth and the Advertising Show. Theadvertisingshow.com, incredible website. You ought to go there. Oh, wait, you're there. Matt Weinstein is our special guest, uh, the nation's foremost authority on the use of fun and humor in team building. It's called the Master of Playfulness by his wife and People magazine. <laughs> I'm joking. And uh, America's Pied Piper of Play by the Houston Post. You remember them. Matt Weinstein's sure. playful vision has been the subject of dozens of national newspaper articles, uh, magazine features, television and appearances as well. I think he does a stand-up thing up in uh, California somewhere. Matt has recently been featured in the Wall Street Journal, the Los Angeles Times, and CBS This Morning. Never on CNN, though, because if he goes on CNN like Andy Borowitz, he's washed up. You know what I'm saying? Matt is the founder and emperor of Playfair, Inc., an international consulting firm based in Berkeley, whose philosophy is if you take yourself too seriously, there's an excellent chance you'll wind up seriously ill. 
Uh, Matt elected to the Speaker's uh, Hall of Fame by the National Speakers Association. And it goes on and on and on. Matt, this is a very long bio. Uh, It ends with... Let's see. Then you're looking for Matt Weinstein. Okay. So anyway, the the book is called, hold on, the book is called Gently Down Mm -hmm. the Stream for Unforgettable Keys to Success, as if we have time to say that. So we'll get Matt on here for a few segments in just a few moments on the advertising show. Now now that he's been on the advertising show, he's just added to his his resume. And the next place that he's going to appear, we'll just have to spend a few extra minutes mentioning... At the very end, and and on the advertising, the advertising show. show. Well, yes, we can do that for him. That's fine. Yeah, it's a great book, though. I, I must say, uh, there's not often that we. Uh, I mean, we say that we have good authors on all the time. Anyway, of course, we wouldn't have well, losers, right? Yeah, right? But but this is a great book, and we look forward to visiting with Matt here shortly. So we'll do that here in just a moment on the advertising show with Ray Shillings and Brad Forsythe. Being powered by Shipple.com. Go check it out. Check out Ed Shipple too. Looking for your customer's email address? Rob Fitzgerald, who runs Walter Carl Interactive, says it's much easier and more profitable to reactivate an old or lost customer than to acquire a new one. An email append strategy and an email change of address program are the most successful and cost-effective ways to bring your offline customer communications online. How successful is email append? How about a 500% ROI? Bottom line, the lifetime value of customers who receive regular marketing emails is three to ten times higher than those who don't. For more on building an online customer retention program and finding those inactive customers with email append, go to appendservices.com. That's appendservices.com. Walter Carl Interactive, with over 8 million quality B2B and over 130 million consumer email addresses. Interactive marketing, multi-channel strategies, e-marketing databases, online customer acquisition solutions. Walter Carl Interactive. Make your advertising dollars work smarter. You're listening to The Advertising Show with Ray Schillens and Brad Forsyth. Hey, how about a nice Hawaiian punch? Sure. You taste seven kinds of fruit in Hawaiian punch. Seven kinds of fruit in Hawaiian punch. And if you would please pass that, I'll take mine with a little bit of Don Julio, please. Boy, would that wreck that or what? Oh, yeah. Yuck. It's uh, Ray Shillings and Brad Forsyth here on The Advertising Show. Very special guest out of Northern California this weekend, Matt Weinstein. is author of Gently Down the Stream, Merrily, 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 Four Unforgettable Keys to Success. Hey, Matt, welcome to The Advertising Show. Great to have you here. Yeah, and I got to tell you, I'm glad you're as excited as Ray and I are. Uh, Pedigree, uh, Perigee, Perigee uh, Publishing uh, published your book, outstanding read, as we've already said last segment, and I would encourage all of our listeners to check it out. And of course, we're all familiar, Matt, with the song "Row, Row, Row Your Boat," of course. And as the title suggests, you've used this uh, lyrical pl- uh, as a uh, lyric as a platform, I suppose, for sharing the wisdom that you provide in your book. I'm curious how you and and your uh, co-author Luke came up with that concept. Well, you know, we wanted to write a book about success and how to be successful. And so, actually, the first thing we did was we took a look at all the other kind of famous books about success. And we said, okay, do they have anything in common? And you know what? It turns out they do. They all have these completely different set of principles, all of which are supposed to tell you how to succeed in life. You know, you know what I'm talking about. There's like the eight secrets and the seven habits and the six right. choices and the five... You know, completely for spoken ideas. But, but mm-hmm. the problem with all these books is they're just too complicated. I mean, two weeks later, even if you love one of these books, you're thinking, what was that secret number five again? You know, you can't <laughs> right. remember it. Right. 
So we thought, okay, let's come up with something really simple. And, you know, and we said, okay, what do we know about success? And, and we did know some, some important things. You know, we knew, for example, that you need to be an active participant in your own success. It just doesn't happen or, or everybody be successful. You just get be hit on the head by it or something. And we knew that, you know, success is not about tension and struggle. It's about kind of going with the flow of what's already there. And we definitely knew that people that find joy and fun and excitement in their life are, are likely to attract to themselves the kind of people who can really support them and help them. And, you know, we thought, okay, we know that, but how can we say this simply? And then, boom, all of a sudden, those four principles came right to us. And you, you can see the matchup. The, 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 the first idea that you need to be an active participant in your own success, we call that one, row, row, row your boat. And the one about how life is not about stress and tension, but there's a real flow to your life, that one we call gently down the stream. And the third one, that you need to find joy and, and fun and play and excitement in your life, that one, of course, we call merrily, 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 merrily. And the, and the final one is in some ways a summation of the first three, but it's also about, you know, life is about choices. And a lot of people choose to see things as a nightmare, whereas you can always interpret things a very different way so it can look more like a dream, like your life is but a dream. You know, so has the uh, composer of that song actually sued you yet? Or? <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, he's dead. Uh, fortunately, that is long in the public domain. Okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah and just, you know, uh, I'll tell you the advantage of this. People, when they read the book, two weeks later, they're not saying, I can't remember those principles. They're saying, I'm never going to forget these four principles as long as I live. Yeah. It works. Yeah, and you're exactly right. And just for clarification for our listeners, I'm holding a copy, uh, and Ray has one as well of, a, of the of the book. And there's more than four chapters. Those are parts of each of that uh, uh, Matt just reviewed, and there are several chapters within each of those uh, parts that he just identified. So what you're saying, I guess, Matt, is that uh, you guys had this. Uh, you had a lot of wisdom already, and you figured out a way to simplify that wisdom and bring it within the uh, the context of the of the nursery rhyme, I suppose. That's exactly right. You know, the question is, how do you package it so people can really not only read through the book, but really take something home with them? And, uh, you know, the, the very beginning quote in the, in the book is from Confucius, that life is really simple, but we insist on making it complex. <laughs> and what we try to do is just make things really down to their basic, bare essence. So anybody can really take away some wisdom from this book. Yeah, and you know, it's interesting. You have some uh, Eastern philosophy. You have some, uh, you know, for the lack of a better term, although I don't like this term, New Age philosophy, Law of Attraction, for example, that you mentioned earlier. Uh, and I understand that your co-author uh, has a, a, an interesting background. We're going to just, I'd like for you to talk, since he's not here, a little bit about your uh, co-author and his background and what he brought to this process. Well, yeah, Luke is a, a professor of philosophy and is very, very steeped in traditional wisdom, but, I mean, he's also a really wild and fun guy and an ultra-marathon runner. I mean, the first time we were both living in Dallas at one time, and a, and a mutual friend brought us together, and he said to me, oh, you ought to call this guy up. You really like him. He's a, he's a runner like you. He's really fun. So I call him up, and, and I say, hey, I heard you're a runner. Would you like to go for a run? Well, when I found out he runs 100-mile races <laughs> against horses, uh -oh. that was not exactly what I had in mind. No, but no. fortunately, he had already run 10 miles in the morning before coming over to run with me. And we just had an instant, instant friendship. And 
we've been working together and writing together for years. Smelled pretty bad, too, didn't he? Yeah. <laughs> he, got, he got past that, yeah. And then he knew he liked him. Yeah, yeah I want to go back to something you said in the open there. Yeah, I guess you're suggesting that we all create lives that are a bit more complex than they really have to be, and that, that peace, I suppose, and happiness, which, of course, we're all seeking in one form or another, is, is really a, a fairly simple proposition. I would think that would be a difficult sell in 2007. But you know what? I mean, I agree with your concept. I'm yeah, just saying that, yeah. you know, people aren't willing to believe this. I think people in 2007 are pretty desperate, to tell you the truth. And, and, and I think that it comes full circle. And going back to some of the ancient wisdom practices of, of simplicity and ease, really, really, in the speeches I've made, because mostly that's what I do. I'm a, I'm a corporate consultant and a motivational speaker. Those are the things that really, really resonate. People realize, you know, I'm piling all this baggage on myself that's unnecessary, and if I strip down a little bit, I just feel so much lighter in my life. You know, that's true. And and we've seen for uh, many years, especially uh, you're, you're living in the Bay Area, you travel all over the world, I would assume, but uh, started, I guess, on the West Coast where people began to simplify their lives, walking out of corporate America, simplifying their, their home life and so forth. Is still a trend out your way? Oh, yeah, I think that is. But, you know, you don't have to get rid of all your possessions. I mm-hmm. think taking pleasure in the simple things is just one of the... You know, one of the guidelines that, that we teach, just being present, looking around you. I mean, every time you walk out of doors, it's just so beautiful. And, you know, even that's one of the things that I often talk about uh, about my dogs. Luke and I both are huge dog lovers. And, in fact, our previous book was called Dogs, dogs Don't Bite When a Growl Will Do, What Your Dog Can Teach You About Being Happy. And, you know, when I'm, the, 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 when I'm ready to go out for a walk with the dogs, you know, we open the door, it's sunny out, let's go, let's go for a walk. It's raining out, they're still like, let's go for a walk. <laughs> Little things like a change in the weather, that doesn't bother them at all. They're just ready to be there and present and having fun and having joy, no matter what's going on in their lives. Yeah, That's and exactly. and by the way, yeah, go ahead. I was just going to say, for the record, Ray and I, between the two of us, we have what six dogs? Six right? dogs, yes. Yeah, it's more. So, yeah. so we we subscribe to what you're talking about. Yeah, and I would think that you know I'm challenging you on your simplify, not because I disagree with that. I, I do, and I know Ray does as well. And we subscribe to that uh, philosophy. I just want to hear, let people hear the passion in your voice. And frankly, I would think that there are certain numbers of people that are predisposed to wanting to believe that, and and are easier to be convinced and then there's others that are so focused on their career and achievements and so forth and 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 material acquisitions and so on that they don't really hear the message well you know it's easy for those kind of people to dismiss uh confucius an ancient philosopher but let me let me tell you what warren buffett who's you know the most successful investor of our time a, a business god someone who recently announced he's given away 37 and a half billion dollars to charity here's what he has to say The business schools reward difficult, complex behavior more than simple behavior. Mm -hmm. But simple behavior is more effective. It's Matt Weinstein, our special guest here on the Advertising Show with Ray Shillings and Brad Forsyth. A story to tell you quick, uh, actually we'll do it after the break here, uh, about uh, something that my my wife did with our daughter on our way from uh, Orlando to, uh, or actually Fort Lauderdale to Orlando many years ago, playing on the uh, the simple concept of... uh, 
remembering a theme or a song and very uh, very easily remembering uh, the focus of what she needed to learn. Matt is the author of Gently Down the Stream, Four Unforgettable Keys to Success, and we'll go uh, through the four and a whole bunch more here as uh, we talk with Matt out of Northern California with Ray Shillings and Brad Forsyth on the Advertising Show. Glad you're listening. Make informed decisions about your company's advertising strategy. This is the Advertising Show. Woman here? Never. A woman's world has really grown. Most places now she calls around. Gentlemen, provide Getting there was hot fun. You see that woman's day has come. <laughs> is so much more than just... Women's stockings, aren't they now, Brad? Oh, yeah. Rachel and Brad Forsyth on the advertising show with my special guest, Matt Weinstein, author of Gently Down the Stream, Four Unforgettable Keys to Success. So uh, in a four-hour trip, or actually about a two-hour trip, my daughter learned the entire list of presidents from start to finish. Uh, this was back in the 80s by my wife teaching her a song. And she knows that today. She still remembers that today. Simplicity and creativity. So that's kind of what your book is all about, isn't it, Matt? Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, uh, let's, let's, uh, let's look at uh, part one that we were talking about before, which is really the uh, opening of, uh, of your book, and as you already identified, Row, Row, Row Your Boat. And, and you mentioned in there that, that uh, you know, people in particular, you know, all of us, I guess, to some sort or to, at some level or another, play a role in the uh, creation of our own reality, and I think that's something that we can all resonate with. And, I'm, and you also mentioned about struggling and, and that many, many people struggle with achieving their dreams, and you would say that if you're struggling, perhaps you're playing a role in the struggle. And I'm curious, let's imagine somebody's listening to this and they're looking at themselves and they're saying, well, wow, they're talking about me. How can someone tell whether they're just struggling with some circumstances that are out of their control versus a struggle that they're creating themselves? Well, I think that's a really good point you make because it's not as if the entire universe is in our control. And it's really important to identify what are the things that we can have control over and that, that those are the things that really determine our, our, our sense of joy, our sense of self, our sense of accomplishment. You know, you look at two people, one of them is wealthier than, than, than you are. Well, is that person necessarily going to be happier than you? No, absolutely not. You, you, when you buy into kind of keeping score makes you successful, well, it's going to be very, very difficult because you can always find somebody who's smarter than you or wealthier than you or more famous than you. You have to find really your own unique path to success. And, and that's, I think, the, the primary question someone has to ask themselves. Am I living my own life, or am I living the life that somebody else created or invented for me? You know, mm-hmm. even the first two chapters of the book, I think, come right into that. The first one is called, Don't Just Sit There, Do Something. And the second chapter is called, Don't Just Do Something, Sit There. Mm-hmm. You have to have a vision. You have to know where you're going. And yet, you know... You, you're gonna, you're gonna, you have to take action as well. I mean, there's a famous saying: uh, even if you're on the right track, if you just sit there, sooner or later you're gonna get run over. You have to be in action, but, but you know, like that metaphor of rowing your boat. If you're just aimlessly rowing around, well, you're not gonna get any place. 
Mm-hmm. You have to really have a destination in mind and then put a focus. So there are times for contemplation, for taking stock, for seeing how you're doing. And then, of course, there are times for really putting yourself out there. Because here's the truth. You're not a minor player. You're not a bit actor in the movie of your life. You're the star. And if you don't put yourself front and center, you're never going to get those opportunities that are there for everyone. You know, so what I hear you saying is that it's uh, it's important that, you know, it's a very competitive world that uh, the business of, of uh, business gets conducted in today. And, and I think many people are not taking time out for themselves, I guess, is what you're saying, Matt. Between uh, family life and and, uh, and business, we hear about uh, time compression and, and uh, time impoverished people. They're all out there. We all feel that from time to time. But you really have to take time out for yourself and do a little inventory check to see if, I guess, uh, you know, if, if you can actually be happy and pleased with what you have as opposed to constantly in search of what you don't have. I think that's very well said. I think that's very well said. You know, I'm curious, as a, as a public speaker, Matt, what, what do you find as you travel around America that some of the more common uh, concerns among people today? Well, you know, my particular subject of, of expertise is about how to have fun at work. And for so many people, they're still living in that old paradigm that work is not supposed to be fun. That's why it's called work. So, you know, TGIF, Friday, that's when I have my fun. And, and that's, you miss so much of your life that way. You know, for most people, going to work, thinking about work, commuting to work, takes up more of their waking time than all the rest of their waking activities combined. Hmm. So... If you can't dedicate work not just to making a living, not just to getting ahead, but to building a, a, you know, a second community, a second family for yourself, if you don't do that, sooner or later you're going to look back and you're going to feel like, you know what, I pretty much wasted a lot of my life. It's those little moments of connection and heart-to-heart that's really, really essential in giving people a, success, a sense of happiness and success. And, you know, Luke and I really believe that success and happiness are really the same thing under different names. You can't be happy without being successful in in our terms, because successful means being happy. Yeah, I think that's a very good point. Uh, success is not uh, how how big your bank account is or the title next to your name at at the office. It really is about happiness. Uh, very quickly, are, what's your demographics that you see showing up at your speaking engagements? Are young people resonating with what you're saying? Oh, absolutely, absolutely. In fact, my company Playfair does a program at about 250 colleges and universities the first day of school. So every August, we're sometimes in one day in 25 or 30 different college campuses, and we get their freshman class, and we do a really giant motivational team-building icebreaker mixer. And very often at the end of one of those programs, the college students are so fired up, they'll rush the stage and pick the Playfair facilitator up in the air and carry them around the, around the, uh, you know, the ballroom or around the field. Now, that happens a lot less frequently with, say, IBM, I would say. But, uh, you know, they're, they're very expressive, very attentive to what we have to say. It's the Advertising Show. Ray Shulman's Brad Forsyth, our special guest out of Northern California this weekend, Matt Weinstein, author of Gently Down the Stream, Four Unforgettable Keys to Success. Another segment with Matt. Why don't we do that in just a minute? 
How can 18 different companies all sell the exact same thing known as water? It starts here in Advertising Age, the leading source for marketing, advertising, media, and ideas. For almost 75 years, we've covered the most thought-provoking, groundbreaking stories in the industry, giving you the competitive edge to be a leader. Your job demands you not only have good ideas, but great ideas. And those great ideas have to start somewhere. And that somewhere is in the pages of Advertising Age and also online at adage.com. How can you get someone's attention if you don't have $10 million in a celebrity endorsement? It starts here in Advertising Age, the leading source for marketing, advertising, media, and ideas. For almost 75 years, we've covered the most innovative and groundbreaking stories in the industry, giving you the competitive edge to be a leader. The next big idea demands out-of-the-box thinking. Start your search for greatness in the pages of Advertising Age and also online at adage.com. Simplifying the complex world of advertising. To reach Ray and Brad with your questions, log on to theadvertisingshow.com. This is The Advertising Show. There's nothing like the face of a kid eating a Hershey bar. There's nothing like it you'll ever see. It's a great spot on The Advertising Show. Ray Schillens, Brad Forsyth, and our special guest, out of Northern California this weekend, it's Matt Weinstein, author of Gently Down the Stream, Four Unforgettable Keys to Success. Matt, welcome back to The Ad Show. Thanks. Yeah, and I'd encourage all of our readers to check it out. It's a great book. And, you know, uh, let's give away a little content for, for uh, just for a few minutes here. In two of your chapters, Matt, you, you have, uh, in fact, they're back-to-back chapters. They, they sound like they contradict one another, but yet they don't. One is entitled Seeing is Believing, and the other is Believing is Seeing. And I'd like for you to share with our audience, if you would, how uh, both of these ideas that do sound contradictory actually are not contradictory and, and what you mean by those. Well, very often, kind of, when we're out in the world, our vision is very selective. And, you know, you think you can see what the truth is just by, by being there, but a lot of life is, is kind of an interpretation. So very often, our preconceived notions about what we're going to see is exactly what we pay attention to, and we think, oh, yeah, the world looks exactly like I thought it was going to look. But that's not always the truth. That's not always the truth. Uh, one of our uh, uh, favorite philosophers that we talk about pretty often is, is Epictetus, the Stoic philosopher, who almost 2,000 years ago talked about exactly this kind of, this kind of point, that people really create their own reality, and that's still very, very true today. You know, it's when I read those uh, chapters, I, I don't know, I'm, I'm sorry I'm not, unable to attribute this quote, but I remembered reading uh, a few years ago, and it really stuck with me, and it's a simple idea as well, and that was the quote, change the way you're looking at something, and what you're looking at changes, and yeah. it really really is exactly what you're talking about. You also uh, mentioned in your book, Matt, about your Uncle Joe, which is not only a very touching uh, character, but a very enlightening uh, person as well. Share with our audience who your Uncle Joe was and some of the wonderful lessons that you learned from him, Matt. Well, you know, the, the thing about uh, Uncle Joe is he wasn't a person of a lot of credentials. He wasn't, uh, uh, well, he was a learned person, but he just didn't have any pretense about him. He worked as a, as a yard man, and he was just very proud of that, very proud of that. And, um, you know, I, I myself once 
took a, a, a little course in, in branding, and I tried to, to, you know, get him to put a fancier name on his own little gardening uh, in, in, institution, his little business, <laughs> and he just wouldn't have any of it, you know, and yet his life was so rich and so full of meaning and full of joy. It was just, well, there are many, many stories in the book about, about learning from Uncle Joe. And you say he's a learned man, and you mean that from an experiential standpoint yeah. as opposed to, yeah. Yeah, you, yeah. You know, I, I once heard someone say life isn't that difficult. In our lives, we'll be presented with a series of choices, and the choices we make will determine the life that we have. And I'm curious what your take is on that, Matt. And, and, and if your life isn't going so well, does that mean you've just made all the wrong choices? Or, or what, what are your thoughts on that? Here's what's true. We can't control what happens to us. We really can't. We can do the best we can. We can have preferences about what we'd like to have happen. But we just can't control life the way it is. But, you know, I, I talked about Epictetus before, one of his famous quotes is, people are not disturbed by things, but by the view they take of them. So no matter what happens to you in your life, it's possible to have what, what, what we call in the book basic trust, which is a, which is a term that was first coined by the psychologist Eric Erickson. And what basic trust means is whatever happens to me is exactly what needs to happen in my life for me to become the person who I really need to become. That doesn't mean that everything's going to be good, because believe me, it's not. But it means whatever happens to you, you can get some value, you can get some learning, you can get some knowledge and growth from it. And, you know, the mistake people make is they think, oh, if only this had happened, my life would be better. But you mm -hmm. absolutely don't know what your life is supposed to be or how it's supposed to turn out or what specific things are going to bring you value. If you can just be open to the possibility that whatever happens, somehow your life is on a path and what you need to do is just take a look at it and, again, go for the dream, not for the nightmare. Try to mm -hmm. find out. What, what is the nourishing upside of what's going on for you, even in the darkest times? You move on from that. That's on a good note uh, to end here, Brad. We are unfortunately out of time. I want to encourage you to go to Playfair.com and, of course, uh, go out and get the book, too, as well. Matt Weinstein, uh, author of Gently Down the Stream, Four Unforgettable Keys to Success. Matt, it has been a sincere pleasure and best of luck with your book. Thank you. Thank on the you. Advertising Show, it's Ray Shillings, Brad Forsyth, back with more. We've got uh, Gitmer on the way, too, here in just a moment on the Advertising Show. You're listening to the Advertising Show with Ray Shillings and Brad Forsyth. You're at the top secret high karate training school. These trainees are learning how to defend themselves in case they get a high karate gift set for Christmas. Hiya! Hi, Karate. Hi, Karate. Mm -hmm. What a great mm -hmm. scent that was. Yeah. It's uh, Ray Shillings, Brad Forsyth Advertising Show, and uh, we are looking forward uh, to next week uh, to talking with uh, Skip Yowell, co-founder of Jansport, author of The Hippie Guide to Climbing the Corporate Ladder, and Other Mountains, How Jansport Makes It Happen. So that's going to be mm -hmm. interesting to see uh, and talk with uh, Skip here in uh, just a, well, just about a week. About a week, now, yeah. So mm -hmm. that's, that's a good. And it was fun. I, I really like uh, the passion that comes through in Matt's voice. It's oh, real. Yeah. It's uh, sounds like a, a, a you know really great opportunity. I ought to go out and get the book. So we yeah. encourage you to do that. And he and told us he's buddies with, uh, with Jeffrey with Gittimer. Jeffrey Gittimer, who's coming up here. 
Mr. Mr. Poland. Yeah, exactly. You know, Walmart this past week did something big. They're now into the movie download business. I don't know whether you heard that or not, but uh, Mm -hmm. they've launched uh, a uh, long-awaited online movie download store. Um, A beta version of the online store debuted this past Tuesday. It sells digital versions of about 3,000 films and episodes from all the major studios and uh, some television networks, including Fox Broadcasting. Uh, Walmart will not initially uh, use stuff from ABC, CBS, or NBC, although the company said it hopes to add shows from those networks as well. And what they're suggesting, the nation's largest retailer using its buying power to beat the prices charged by other download services. Well, what else is new for Walmart, right? Yeah. Isn't that the business? They're in? Well, I went online and they didn't have the greeter there, so I you know, went to a different site. But when you left, did they have somebody uh, go through your pockets and, and frisk you to make sure you had the they did make They did have those people there frisking me, but the old lady that usually says hello wasn't there. <laughs> <laughs> hello, Brad! Yeah. Okay, we've got the Jeffrey Gittimer here on the Advertising Show with Ray Shillings and Brad Forsyth. Quick takes on sales and customer relations with Jeffrey Gittimer, nationally syndicated columnist in the network of city business journals and other great publications worldwide. If you're offended by common sense commentary, don't you dare listen. Now, here's Jeffrey. You ever heard the old expression, no risk, no reward? Sure you have. Well, I say, no risk, no nothing. All creative people take risks. It's the nature of the process. Daring to think something new or try something new? Come on, you can do it. The best example of creative failure I can give you is Thomas Edison. He's also the best example of creative success. He thought, he studied, he tried, he risked, and he failed thousands of times. He also succeeded big time. Thousands of brilliant inventions and ideas Tens of thousands of failed ideas. Wherever your creativity takes you, risk comes along for the ride. It's a natural part of the process. Enjoy the thrill of it like you would some roller coaster ride. Listen, if you play baseball and you fail to get a hit two out of three times for 20 years, you'll go to the Hall of Fame with a 333 batting average as one of the greatest who ever played the game. The key is for you to have the courage to take the risk. And if you have a little bit of self-confidence, I promise you, courage will come along for the ride. Go for it. Quick takes on sales and customer relations from The Advertising Show, the only radio show in America featuring Jeffrey Gittimer as a regular weekly guest. To learn more about his books, tapes, CDs, and speaking engagements, log on to Gittimer.com, G-I-T-O-M-E-R.com. And tune in next week when we'll hear Jeffrey say... This is Jeffrey Gittimer, reminding you that if no one responds to your ad, it may be because your ad sucks. You tell him, Jeffrey. <laughs> it's uh, Ray Shillings, Brad Forsythe. This is The Advertising Show. TheAdvertisingShow.com, an incredibly uh, powerful website, uh, powered by our friends, as we said before, at uh, Shipple.com. Ed Shipple has a platform called Tendency. That's really, really cool. It's an incredible marketing tool. If you haven't checked it out, or if you've got a website that's kind of anemic, and there's a few of those out there, uh, check it out and uh, get involved with that. Shipple.com. It's S-C-H-I-P-U-L.com. M-O-U-S-E. Yeah. Yes. There we go. So what do you have there? 
Well, you know, uh, I don't know about you, Ray, but I noticed a, a little less uh, ad integration uh, this past Super Bowl than in, in times in the past. Super Bowl advertisers, of course, really played out the uh, dot com and delivered a lot of audience exactly. to, to. But in this case, uh, this year, I think no, no just a no. couple B two B advertisers uh, were the exceptions: GoDaddy dot com and InfoUSA Sales Genie dot com. Sales Genie was wasn't a flashy ad, but uh, you know, it did offer. Uh, uh, some it was a, a giveaway. It was a free lead for anyone who signed up at the, as a result of the Super Bowl, as I recall. Their call to action right. component for that particular, which I thought was good. I thought uh, GoDaddy.com did a lame job of trying to sell sex. Uh, I thought, you know, <laughs> if you're going to go that direction, I mean, right. you know, pull all the stops out. It, it, it looked like you know they wanted to do that, but then they really didn't, and it was just kind of I don't know. Caught me a little bit silly, I thought, the GoDaddy. They also said that uh, the web traffic uh, for the game was down more than 62% this Super Bowl uh, compared with last year uh, for hmm. 21 of the uh, 35 marketers in the game that uh, get support from the uh, technologically, the technology company, the Internet uh, Research and Consulting Firm. And that Last year, the viewership during the game peaked at about 715,000 visitors a minute, according to uh, that uh, company. But this year, the peak was just about 282 a minute. Okay. Hmm. That's still huge, but sure. the fact that it's down 62% last what year. The, what does that say? Maybe. Well, I, I, obviously, there was, well, I think I think there was what you said. There was a void mm-hmm. in the creative process that they weren't thinking about that, and they probably should right. have been. Yeah. Uh, they said, um, basically, here's the, uh, the guy who was with the research company in Alameda, California, says, I suppose folks weren't that interested in letting themselves in for more product-oriented messages. No, I would suggest that it had to come from the ad side. Of course. And the of fact course. that every other ad was a Bud ad, what are you going to do on Bud? Yeah. <laughs> you're drink gonna, online? You're drink it or what? So, <clears throat> yeah. Well, consequently, that's uh, that's my take on that as well. Yeah. We're well, just well, out of time here as well, too. So. Well, the, there you go. We'll just have another Bud. Okay. Well, actually, thanks. I think I'll pass. No, we don't do that. We don't do that. Blue Moon, Blue Moon is, uh, by the way... Uh, a wonderful beer, uh, if you're, in case you're wondering well, about that. And if you're going to buy Ray and I beer, it's going to be an import or a microbrew. Exactly. Okay. Thank yeah. You. Matt Weinstein, author of Gently Down the Stream, for Unforgettable Keys to Success, uh, check out the book at playfair.com. And we look forward to Skip Yall's uh, appearance next week on the Advertising Show. He's co-founder of Jansport. He's also author of The Hippie Guide to Climbing the Corporate Ladder and Other Mountains and How Jansport Makes It Happen. And remember, the Advertising Show is being brought to you by Advertising Age Magazine. Visit online at adage.com and a brand new sponsor, too. Proud to welcome Walter Carl Interactive to uh, the Advertising Show. You can check out more at their website, and you will find that at theadvertisingshow.com. Walter Carl Interactive, it is great to have you here as part of the Advertising Show. This is a Big Radio Midgets production.